So again, throughout this month, in the, as we light our Advent candles, we're going to have different groups of people who call themselves family because of this church lighting the candles. And as we continue in worship, there are a few announcements I'd like to lift up to our attention. Well, it's more than a few. And so that's why this thing right here is so important, um, because we can never cover everything that our church does. It is amazing the number of things that we always have going on, but then when you add in the Christmas season, we add more. So I encourage everyone to pick one of these up, to take it home, and to really read it. Um, but some highlights are we, that we encourage you to sign in, to take the time to sign in on the attendance sheets that are on each of the rows. This is a way for us to know that you've visited, that um, if any of your contact information has changed, and also if you're joining us for Wednesday Night Live. And this coming Wednesday, Wednesday Night Live is going to be pretty special. So I encourage you, if you haven't been, to come. Because we have our dinner from 5 to 6, but then from 6 to 7 is our children's Christmas musical. And it is always a highlight of the season. And it means so much to the kids when they look out and see a sanctuary full of smiling faces there to support them, to be a part of what they are working so hard on. And so... I encourage you all to come, and um, I, if you have a child in the musical, pay attention, because I know that y'all have a few practices this week. I think there's one today. Um, also, there, we have two fundraisers going on. One, the United Methodist women are selling poinsettias. I think today might be the last Sunday for that. I'm not sure. But the money raised from buying the poinsettias goes to give a graduating female high school student from this church a college scholarship. So it's a great cause, and it fills our worship space with beautiful poinsettias for the Christmas season. Also, today, I'm pretty sure is the last day to buy a jambalaya ticket from one of our children. It's $6 in advance, I think $7 at the door next Sunday. And it's chicken sausage jambalaya. So if you have a shellfish allergy, you don't have to worry. And it's really good food. And then also, every year for 50 years, our church has done birthday gift for Christ, where we adopt families in need in our area to make sure that they can have a Christmas of their own. And I am so proud to say that I don't know how many years it's been, but all of our families have been adopted. All 70 families have been adopted, and that's many of those families have more than one kid. So thank you all for adopting those families. And part of this, um, we don't just provide presents. We provide food. And so um, if anyone has food, we encourage you, bring it up to this food tree Uh, Because later today, they're going to start organizing the food boxes for these families. But if you notice, we put up more food stars because feeding these families, probably over 200 people altogether, takes a lot of food. 
And so I encourage you, if you are able and feel led to, to get more stars and to continue to bring back the food. And then finally, um, later in the worship service, we're going to invite every family, every household to get one of these bags. Our worship team, we are trying to think of ways that we could um, just help everyone truly celebrate this season that we're in and to, and to resource y'all because it's really easy for me to stand up here and say, well, we should d- be doing this. But this is a way for us to say, take this with you. Um, we're really excited about this. It's our Advent worship bags. And inside each of the bags is a devotional book that goes through each day of Advent. And then there's an ornament. You can paint it. You can just hang it on your tree. Something that will tie us all together. In each of our homes, just an ornament um, that celebrates the season of Christmas. And then also there's a candy cane. If you have more than one kid, see me after worship. We'll get you another candy cane. Uh, and, but also inside is one of these cards. Because with the Christmas season, there's a lot going on. And three of our worship times are different this month. And so all of that is on this card. Everything that is going on this month of highlight is on the front and on the back is just ways that, um, that we can be encouraged to not just be rushed this season, but to hopefully be more intentional and to, to truly celebrate what this season is about. And so after communion, everyone will be invited to come and to get a bag and to take it home. And it is our prayer that this is something useful and that um, I hope you just realize how much we've prayed over these bags and how much we hope that this is something um, that touches your hearts and your families. But as we continue in worship, we're now going to turn to our scripture passage. Today we're back to the Psalms. Seems like we've been in the Psalms a lot recently, but as we begin our Advent series, Nicolette was reciting this psalm, I think, in mine and Andy's office one day while we were trying to figure out where to go this Advent season, and it, it just felt right. And Psalm 51, so I invite us this day to listen to the words of Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me, Against you, you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty 
a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And sustain in me a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways. And sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God. O God of my salvation and my tongue will sing aloud of your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips and and my mouth will declare your praise. For you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give you a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, then you will delight in bright sacrifices and burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Will you please pray with me? Lord, just take this time. Because, Lord, we need your words. We need your wisdom. We need your guidance. Nothing else. So, Lord, just prepare our hearts and speak. Amen. I love the month of December because of the Christmas trees and the lights and all the times that we get to gather with people that we care about. But something I've noticed is that December quickly becomes filled with ways for us to celebrate the holiday of Christmas, but not so much with ways to be in the season of Advent. Some of us probably don't even know what Advent is. Advent is easily missed and forgettable. But Advent is is powerful when we allow ourselves to be in it. Because Advent is a season meant to prepare our hearts for Christmas, for what it's about. In Advent, we remember the generations upon generations of Jewish people who waited. Who waited wondering if God was going to keep his promise to them. People who at times thought that God had become silent. We remember these Generations of people who passed down a promise that God had made that He would save His people. In Advent, we remember their waiting. 
and we remember their longing for God. But in Advent, we also feel our own longing. Longing for peace in a world that sometimes doesn't really seem to care about actually having peace. Longing for hope when the easy thing to do today is just give up. Longing for healing when we get a diagnosis that that changes us. Longing longing for family, for a place. Longing for things to just finally be put right. We know what it's like to wait and to long. But often we don't like to be in that place of waiting. We don't like to, we don't like to be in that place of longing. But, but when we get to Christmas... Celebration and, and it's us celebrating the fact that God has come, that God has taken on flesh in the form of Jesus Christ. And we want to be in Christmas, we want to be in that season of celebration and joy. But at the same time, every time that we come to Christmas, every year that we come to that day, we are reminded of the fact that just like the Jewish people thousands of years ago, that we are still waiting. That we are still waiting for Christ's return. That we are still longing for the day when Jesus will return and finally, finally, everything will be right with the world. The day when Jesus will return and pain and death and brokenness and sin will no longer be a reality. But often we don't think of Christmas as that. But that's what Advent is for. Advent is for us to remember the fact that yes, Jesus has come, but that we are still waiting, that we are still waiting for his return, that we still live in a world full of brokenness, full of reminders to make us question the presence and goodness of God each and every day. But something that can easily happen, and maybe it's just me, but I feel like in December, in the season of Christmas, that we feel like we have to put our best face forward, that we have to pretend like everything's okay, because we don't want to be the one to ruin the holidays. We can often enter this month And the Christmas trees and the lights and the parties can become band-aids to the realities that we may be living with or to the realities that we may be seeing in the world. 
But the thing is, that, that's not Advent. Christmas is December 25th. Right now, we're in Advent. We're in the season made for us to name the fact that we are waiting for Christ's return. That we are waiting and that we are longing for God. Christmas is only a reality because of the fact that we need God. That we needed his intervention. We celebrate Christmas because of the fact that we needed God to come and to save us. And in Advent, just as the Jewish people for thousands of years passed on the promise of God saving his people, of God coming one day to save his people, to make all things right, in Advent, we pass on the promise that Christ will return. We pass on the fact that we need God, that we need his intervention. Because not everything's okay. What I love about today's psalm, Psalm 51, is we find a person who is so honest. Go back and read this psalm throughout the week. Because what we see in this psalm is someone who is so honest about their need for God, about their need for his intervention. They just lay it out, all of it on the table. And it's not so much the brokenness of the world that they feel, but it's their own brokenness, their own sinfulness. And they just have to name it. They name it along with their need for God to do something about it. And no matter where we are in the season of Advent, there's a verse that I want to encourage all of us to carry with us this season from that psalm. And it's verse 10. Where again, it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. And put a new and right spirit within me. This is a verse that we're probably familiar with, right? We know it. We've heard it. But over the past few weeks, this verse has taken on a whole new meaning for me. And there is so much power in this verse that is available to us this season of Advent. And it all really hinges on this first word, create. We're used to that word. We use it a lot. But the thing is, in the Old Testament, the word create isn't used. It's rare. It's only used a handful of times. And every time the word create is used is because God has done something. Is because God has done something that we as people would think impossible. God has done something impossible. It's God doing something entirely new. This person, the easy thing for us to do when we pray 
is to ask for God to fix our circumstances. But what I love about this verse, what I love about this entire psalm is this person is coming to God, laying before God their brokenness, their need for God, but they are asking God to change something in them. They are asking God, I need you to do something impossible. I need you to put in me, to create in me, oh God, a new and clean heart, a new and right spirit, because they want to be changed by God. The thing is, and I think that's why this is why I was drawn to this verse. It's really easy for us to just accept anxieties and stress in life and to just let, allow ourselves to carry them with us. It's really easy for us to just accept sin as a part of life and not care about changing the sin that is in us. We can name other people's sins all we want, but we don't actually care about the sin that is in us. Or, or when it comes to When it comes to just the, the hustle and bustle of life, it's a prideful thing for us today to be busy, for us to not have time. What happens when this becomes our mindset, when we become okay with this, then what happens is the beautiful reality of the fact that God came in flesh and that Jesus is coming again becomes but a moment in our week because we don't leave room for it to be our new reality. Asking God to create something new in us, to create in us, it's scary because we're admitting to God we need him, but we're also admitting to God that we need him to change in us, to remove our excuses. Because the thing that we can forget, the thing that this person names really in their, in their prayer of asking God is the fact that God's power is available to us and God's power is for us. Because we have a God who has chosen to be for us. We have a God who has chosen not to just call us his people, but to call us his children. Advent is a season we can so easily overlook And yet, all of us need Advent. All of us need the season that we can come to and name our brokenness, to name our longings, to name our need for God. But Advent is also a season where we are invited to pray to God, create in me. To ask God to do something impossible in us. To give us a new heart. To give us a new spirit. But we have to be willing 
to want that. We have to be willing to allow God to create in us something only he can do. So in the season of Advent, in these days and weeks leading up to Christmas, may we be in the season of Advent. May we name our truth. May we name our need for God. May we name our brokenness. May we name how we need God's intervention. But may we also be willing to name to God what we need for him to create in us. How we need his power to be for us and to work in us. To add something, to remove something. We just have to be willing. As we come to the altar table today, we come remembering in this season the fact that Jesus has come. But at this table, at the start of Advent, we remember the fact that Jesus came as a baby born to grow into a man who would die for us. We remember how we need God and how we need his sacrifice. We remember the night together that Jesus took bread, broke it, And said, this is my body that I am going to break so that sin cannot hold you. And so so that nothing can bind you that's not of our Father. And then after the meal, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is my blood and my love that I'm going to pour out. So that you will be brought into God's family. So that his power will be available to you. So that you may be made into the image of Christ. We remember at this table. How death and darkness. And anxieties and stress and busyness was the story for three days until an empty tomb and a risen Lord spoke the truth of God's power that is for us, God's extravagant love that nothing can stop. And so we come to this meal this day to remember God's power for us, to remember God's love for us, and to be encouraged to allow God to create in us. something we might say is impossible. And so, O oh Lord, as we come to this table, this meal, this day, we just ask, O oh Lord, that you pour out your spirit upon these gifts of bread and wine. And upon us gathered here, make this be for us the body and blood of Christ so that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Make us one in ministry with you and with one another till Christ returns and we all feast at his heavenly banquet. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, 
now and forever. Amen. As those who are helping to serve come forward, I just want to take this time to just let you know that this table is open to everyone. You don't have to be a member of this church or any church to come. We just ask that you come wanting to focus on Christ in the midst of this season of Advent. As you come forward, you'll be invited to um, drop attendance sheets and offerings in the baskets on either side of the center section. And when you come forward, you'll be offered a piece of gluten-free bread, and then you'll have the chance to dip it in the cup. And after partaking, feel free to pray at the front. But before you go back to your seat, we encourage each household to get one of the Advent worship bags. And if you have children in your home, our children's ministry has left out three handouts for you to pick up and put in your bag to take home to help our children better understand this season of Advent and what Christmas is all about. And so, and so after the worship team starts playing in a few minutes, you'll be invited to come. But until then, and it's really awkward with silence. I think I'm one of the few people on staff who appreciates it. (laughs) Um, But may we take the silence and may we really begin to think about what it is in our hearts that we need God to create anew. What is it within us where we need God? So may we take the time before we come forward. And I'm going to invite the worship team to start making their way up.